781 21st Street. Happy Hour, Mutiny Radio. FM. Here in SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D. Fap. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco I was just leaving the theater Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material and I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. And I'm on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good I am a total fraud. Lori Stanley, Jesus. Lori's absolutely right. I am Teddy, Billy, and adolescent. And I will cut the Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Captain Curls, up in the head. Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy! 
Ah, very good. Ah, very good, legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready. Crew, the festival is upon us. Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. <laughs> but quick to the festival. All sails ahead. Arr. Pirate Arr. noises. Ambiance.
Christmas Eve. 
Wish I wasn't sick tonight. I would play you people some nights and stuff, but kind of down tonight. But anyway, I got a little treat for you. I got a little fella, which is the greatest little fella that it is in the business today, you know. He's our host who everybody dig the most. And he makes it possible for all of us to have a lovely time and let bread in your pocket, you know. He's one of a cat. So now I'm going to bring him back to you, the one and only. The one and only, Big Willie Dixon. Thank you very kindly. As you know, we are here again with the blues. The blues are here to stay. The blues was here from the beginning. In fact, according to history, when God saw that Adam was lonesome and blue, he made a woman. And then, that was the blues. <laughs> and ever since then, why man has had the blues about one thing or another. Most of the time, the blues is because he's loved. But then there comes the troubles, and then there comes the happiness. Blues isn't only just because you're lovesick or unhappy. Blues make you happy as well as they make you sad. But it all depends on the type of blues that you have. Blues is a way to express the part of your life that you desire to be known. Sometimes this part can be very good, then it can be very bad. But most of the time, the blues come when you start thinking. Some people think that the only way to cure yourself of the blues is to jump off the highest building. Well, that don't cure yourself of anything. Sometime you can uh, hear someone express a song that has your feeling in it and do a lot of good. Here's a little song that I made some time ago that helps give you the blues. And you'll find most people with the blues have something like this, a weak brain and a narrow mind. <laughs>
Recorded on Friday, December 15th, 2023. I'm Mark Polanche. In the report this week, Labour's reaction to the UN Climate Change Conference COP28. The need to train and decently pay teachers working with refugees. And singing... You knew our world would be in trouble As your emissions grew and grew This is Radio Labour. I'd like to give the floor to representatives speaking on behalf of trade unions, non-governmental organizations. You have the floor. That is Ahmed Al-Jabail, the president of the United Nations Climate Change Conference, COP28. The conference was held from November 30th to December 12th in Dubai, a city in the United Arab Emirates. 
COP28 was organized to help the world face the climate crisis by moving away from fossil fuels. Mr. Al Jabal is the UAE's environment minister. He is also the CEO of the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company. It was the first time that the head of an oil company was appointed to chair a UN COP conference. The decision was controversial. Another controversy was that the UAE does not permit workers to organize trade unions. This was especially relevant because one of the topics at the conference was a discussion of the fair transition for workers from fossil-based economies to ones that are greener and more sustainable. While the conference adopted some important new initiatives, the fears of attending unionists was that labor unions would not be included in the final statement. Responding to the results of the conference were members of the conference's union delegation, D.J. Pohl and Dan Shirell. Ms. Pohl is a member of the British Columbia General Employees Union in Canada, the BCGEU. She represented NUPGE, Canada's National Union of Public and General Employees Union. Mr. Shirell is the Senior Advisor on Climate and Energy for the Australian Council of Trade Unions, the ACTU. Dear Chair and Delegates, my name is DJ from Canada. I'm Dan from Australia. We speak on behalf of the global trade union movement. With this agreement, the parties are sending the world a clear message. We are dangerously far behind. There is an enormous amount of work to do, and we still haven't committed to actually doing it. The how remains unclear. First, on the global stock take, trade unions are calling for a just transition away from fossil fuels. And we are glad to see this imperative finally reflected in the text. But the in-text also includes, as referenced by many parties, many loopholes that do not inspire confidence that the parties will do what is necessary in the best interests of workers and all people. The GST acknowledges that a huge ambition gap exists to reach our 1.5 degree goal, and then it refuses to actually fill it. It's a similar story with climate finance. The final agreement acknowledges that a huge ambition gap exists, but again, it fails to fill it. Despite progress on the loss and damage fund, we are still nowhere near mobilizing the level of finance urgently needed by developing countries, especially on adaptation. Mr. Shirell from the Australian Council of Trade Unions also reported on Labour's view of the conference's conclusions. He mentions the GST, which is the global stock take a process which assesses where countries are in their climate change response. A GST report was part of the conference. For the first time in the UNFCCC process, the Just Transition Work Program has firmly established the recognition of labor rights. And social protection has been included under adaptation. These represent real steps forward for workers everywhere. But the GST tells a very different story. Workers and our trade unions aren't mentioned once in the document. This is not an oversight. This is suppression, and it is deliberate. There are parties here that are afraid of workers, afraid of a world in which people get paid honest wages for honest work. 
This isn't us begging for scraps. You need us to negotiate effective climate solutions, but also to do the actual work. Who do you think is going to build the solar panels and the wind farms and the public transit systems? Who do you think is going to care for the sick and wounded after the fires and the floods? Without the active participation of all workers, the transition will not work. Billions of people across the world are workers. The International Trade Union Confederation officially represents 200 million of us in both the formal and informal economies in 165 countries. But we stand with every single worker in calling for a just transition to a climate safe future that is actually aligned with the 1.5 degree. A locale for the conference has not been announced yet, but the leading candidate is Baku, Azerbaijan. The economy of Azerbaijan is highly dependent on exports of oil and gas. In Geneva this week, December 12th to 15th, 2023, the Global Refugee Forum highlighted the need to support the rights of teachers involved in forced displacement and crises. Here is one of the teachers who spoke at the forum. My name is Aloyo Stella Oriang, a South Sudanese refugee teacher in Palabek Refugee Settlement in Uganda. Being a teacher is the most important thing I've ever done in my life. A passion I pursued, not because of a chance, but a dream to become a teacher to be able to serve the children and the entire community. To be there for the children, to teach them, mentor them, offer them psychosocial support, and reassure them every day that every one day everything would just be fine. Despite my effort, many things I cannot do. I am the only refugee teacher at my school. I teach about 200 learners in a school having a population of about 2,500 children. Out of these, 95% are refugees. How can I teach all reading and writing? Or how would you do it if you were in my shoes? I wish you could just stand in my shoes for an hour. You would understand where I am coming from. And that is the reason as to why we need to have enough teachers at school. Because I strongly believe that there is no better and safer place for our children and youths other than the school. And this is a collective responsibility. I hereby call upon the government of South Sudan. I call upon the government of Uganda. I call upon all corporate bodies. I call upon development partners and every well-wisher out there to invest in education. Increase the funding so that we are able to recruit enough teachers at school. Pay them well and in time. Just to cite an example, I earn about USD 120 per month in Uganda. How much money is that? And what can that money do for a normal person? That is why 
teacher salary enhancement should remain an agenda for consideration. This inconsideration is making us refugee teachers to suffer a lot at school. Most of the host community teachers are running away because the salary is small. They are going for government jobs because it is better paying. I cannot run away. When I look into the eyes of my learners, I just cannot leave. Sometimes I am like, is it because I am a refugee? Is that the reason why I must suffer? But again, I console myself and I'm like, no, it's because not everyone has prioritized education. And I think that is the reason for which we are gathered here today. Teachers need continuous professional development. We need in-service training. We need capacity building so that we update and upgrade our knowledge. This is more important for refugee teachers, especially us from South Sudan. We hold a different qualification other than Uganda's. So to fit into Uganda's system, we need an in-service program. I must appreciate Uganda National Teachers Union for bridging the gap, but there is still a gap remaining to ensure that every refugee teacher from South Sudan continue to teach in Ugandan schools. Many times teachers' issues are disregarded. They are not taken as important. People prioritize the children. But if I may ask a question, what is education without the teachers? Why should we have the 222 million youths and children at school when we don't have teachers who are recognized and valued? I think this should be a common call for all of us in this room. Teaching is a passion. Teaching is a call that we are here to do as teachers. But again, that needs support. As I conclude, our work to the children are critical. I am doing my part. Do your part. Thank you so much. Now here is Australia's Victorian Trade Union Choir with You Knew, Grandpa, You Knew. Now global warming isn't you. The years you wasted were too plenty. You left the problem up to who? You knew our world would be in trouble As your emissions grew and grew You said it's only froth and bubble But did you really have a clue? You knew, Grandpa, you knew, Grandpa So tell me, what did you do and what you do? You knew, Grandpa, you knew, Grandpa So tell me, what did you do? Now hear a song from 2030 We hope it's getting through to you Why did your pal stay so dirty? How come you didn't just renew? You left your casino to above us While you just flew and flew and flew You chose a funny way to love us Leave a greenhouse warming brew. You knew, Grandpa, you knew, Grandpa. So tell me, what did you tell me what you do? You knew, Grandma, you knew, Grandpa. So tell 
to our newscasts and features at radiolabor.net. The site also features English as an additional language.
is this garbage you're watching? I want to watch the news. Are you making are you making headway at least? This is the news.
They never see mistakes, making so much bread. I don't care that they're just being fake. They tell me they're below me. I act like I'm above the people blind together, but I would be lost without their love. Can you hear me? Have I gained too much? When you become untouchable, you're unable to touch. Is there a real me? Not the champagne. They hurt me just to think, and I don't do pain.
in the morning, never in the evening, all over this land. I have a right danger, I have a right of warning, I have about the love between my brothers and my sisters. the 
first time If I get home on Christmas Day I won't need soft words to say I'll miss you and I will stay a while You'll see it in my eyes and when I smile Find you home before midnight And you're still sleeping tight I'll take you in my arms and there you'll stay If I get home on Christmas Day If I get home on Christmas Day If we make it through December Everything's gonna be alright, I know It's the coldest time of winter And I shiver when I see the falling snow If we make it through December Got plans to be in a warmer town come summertime Maybe even California If we make it through December we'll be fine Got laid off down at the factory And their timing's not the greatest in the world Heaven knows I've been working hard Wanted Christmas to be right for daddy's girl I don't mean to hate December It's meant to be the happy time of year And my little girl don't understand why daddy can't afford no Christmas here If we make it through December Everything's gonna be alright I know It's the coldest time of winter And I shiver when I see the falling snow if we make it through December Got plans to be in a warmer town come summertime Maybe even California 
If we make it through December, we'll be fine
My colleagues have faith in my mission, but they also have faith in my leadership. All of them have heard the stories of Dumdas. But they still trust me. His colleague, Dumdas, was trying to organize a march to end child slavery. But the slave owners were there to stop him. When I arrived, it was chaos. Blood on the street. Everyone was crying. And then I found him. Dumdas was beaten to death. I had to carry his body on my shoulder. Kailash is a veteran of many raids to rescue children. But this one is especially dangerous. These people are very strong people, Mafia, and if they come to know in advance that we are going to rescue children, then they prepare with arms and become violent. I still feel that I carry the burden of the body of Dhumdas on my
Hasoldar. Hello, hello. You're listening to Labor and Love. We've had a little technical difficulty here, but we've solved it. We're looking right now at a Nobel Prize winning man, Indian, who frees children from slave labor. So let's go back with that and then we'll pick it up as soon as this is over. Slavery has not abolished in 19th century. It exists in its cruelest forms today, now in the world. Millions of children are sold and bought like animals, trapped into mining and factories and farms and fields and houses. Traffickers are quite smart people. They move around, they identify certain areas, and they successfully bring the children and sell them out to different places. Each time a child is rescued, a person gets prosecuted. And each time a person gets prosecuted, we make a bunch of new enemies. Namaste. Namaste. तो ये अभी अच्छा ये बताएं बच्चे की उम्र क्या है अभी? ये मेरा भाई सोनू है। बार में? दलाल का नाम जो है, तो आलिया रसूल है। आलिया रसूल। Trust me, if Sonu is alive anywhere on this earth, I'm going to find him. To find Sonu, Kailash must go undercover into a child trafficker's factory. The boy has been missing for the last seven months. Sonu has been trafficked to Delhi for one of the... Who took him? Uh, this trafficker, whose name is Ali Rasool. So and the child has been taken, taken to Delhi? Taken to Delhi. Do you have any clue where is he working now? Turkman Gate. Achha. 
This is dangerous area. Yeah, this is a dangerous area. That's what the thing is. So we have been attacked there two times. This man was a hardcore criminal. He said, kill these people, kill these people. Broken hand? We really don't know. Let's Broken go. leg. We need to go immediately. The raid failed. And now, in order to rescue Sonu, Kailash must put his own life at risk and enter into the same place where his colleague Dumdas was murdered. Without wasting time, swiftly find the children there. जब कुछ है नहीं तो बंद क्यों कर दिया? लेकिन अभी तो हमें नजर आ रहे थे। चाहे इन लोगों बच्चों से। सब इस पर आ गए। रुको। इस वाले पर आ जाओ भाई। इस पर आओ। ऊपर। इस पर आ यार। इस बिल्डिंग में। इस बिल्डिंग में आ दोनों में। कहाँ हैं? आ जाओ बेटे डरो मत। अरे इधर इधर। हेलो हेलो ताकत के नीचे लो। वो तीनों को ले लो। लोग जो चाहिए So fulfilled that Sonu is now living with his mother. No problem in the world is born without solution. Solution lies in the womb of the problem itself. One has to be a little bit smart, a little bit compassionate, a little bit courageous. I have seen children who lost their hopes, but now they are freeing other children. Desperate mothers sending their children to schools. I'm not going to stop fighting for changing the laws. But we cannot end child labor unless we all demand it. I am angry about it. Be angry against slavery. And think and think and then act. I call upon you to be change makers. History is never written by those who just sit and clap at the fans. History is written by those who jump in the ring without caring they will lose or succeed. 
you need not to look outside there is a leader inside you i always say that don't look heroes and worship them outside there is a hero inside each one of you Kailash has rescued over 87,000 children from slavery. So as you know, we get into the Christmas festivities, the orgy of buying and selling that the uh, market economy offers us at this time of year. It's also a time to remember children all over the world who are slaves, virtual slaves, because they're easy to control. And as Merle Haggard reminded us, there are people who are struggling to get through December. All these things are ignored when you turn on your TV or you... movies or whatever there's a a group of people that can afford all these things they can do all the christmas stuff and then there are those who cannot you need to remember them all something passed uh under our radar this last april and may just north of us our neighbor to the north in canada there was a huge mobilization of 155,000 workers who went on strike for close to 2 weeks its size and length made it one of the most disruptive in recent memory workers in the public service alliance of canada are fighting for wages to keep up with inflation and flexibility about working from home. Yeah, once covid had hit and people realized that they could do their work at home. It's all up. People now want that. People are used to that. A tentative deal was reached on Monday that we're talking about. This is uh, April 26. 120,000 workers pay hikes yes but here's what else they asked for the union's last wage proposal was 4.5% for 2021 2022 and 2023 and this is actually less than the rate of inflation so over a 3 year period you're making less in actual canadian dollars than you were okay the strike was settled and uh the workers got a 12.5% raise over 3 years which still doesn't quite keep up with inflation they want some important rights about working from home basically some of the things they absolutely wanted 
with all the stuff that was going on here in our country, the actors, the writers, the United Auto Workers, all the big settlements that were won by American workers, this Canadian strike kind of passed below our radar, but I really wanted to mention it. Because a lot of times we think we're all alone when we stand up for our rights. But we're not. All over the world, every day, workers are standing up to make their lives and their jobs better. And better for others, too. So before we leave, let's look at some labor history. Rick Smith Show. Okay, 1860, the Union is dissolved. December 19th, Solidarity gets the goods. Let's listen to that one. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1945. That was the day that workers ended their 99-day strike against the Ford Motor Company in Windsor, Ontario. Just across the river from Detroit, workers from the UAW Local 200 fought and won a union shop and dues checkoff. They had to fight hard to get it. The plant was organized during World War II. Workers put off many demands to help with the war effort. After the war, Ford refused to agree to a new contract and laid off 1,500 workers. The workers voiced their rage and issued new demands. They wanted vacation and layoff pay, better grievance procedures, and medical benefits. They also wanted compensation for work on Sundays and holidays. When Ford refused to budge, 14,000 workers took to the picket line and went on strike. By October, they also shut down the powerhouse that brought light, heat, and power to the plant. Management complained machinery would be damaged if the power remained off. The Ontario Provincial Police and the Royal Canadian Mounted Police were called in to reopen the plant. When they arrived, they found a barricade of some 2,000 cars and trucks reinforcing the picket lines. Then, 8,000 workers from Amalgamated Local 195, which included Chrysler workers, walked out in sympathy. They joined the picket lines and stayed out for a month. The Women's Auxiliary organized to feed the strikers. They had financial support from unions, churches, and small businesses from across the country. Returning soldiers marched in solidarity rallies along with much of the community. Because of this strong showing of support, negotiations were jump-started and soon workers were ratifying a new contract. This victory allowed what is now Unifor 584 to win unprecedented gains for its members for more than three decades. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1860. That was the day South Carolina announced the union is dissolved. 
The pronouncement was a direct response to the presidential election of Abraham Lincoln a month earlier. South Carolina was the first of 11 states to secede from the Union. They were resolved to preserve their system of slave labor. Many debate the reasons why and will cite states' rights or tariffs and taxes as primary causes. But South Carolina issued a declaration of immediate causes just four days after its state legislature passed the Ordinance of Secession. According to James Luen, author of The Confederate and Neo-Confederate Reader, this declaration opposed northern states' rights of refusal to support slavery. It stated that there was, quote, an increasing hostility on the part of non-slaveholding states to the institution of slavery, that the northern states had failed to fulfill their constitutional obligations by interfering with the return of fugitive slaves to bondage. South Carolinians were also upset that they could no longer travel to northern states with their slaves in tow. They were furious that New England states allowed black men to vote. This declaration complains that northern states have, quote, denounced as sinful the institution of slavery. They have permitted the open establishment among them of societies whose avowed object is to disturb the peace and eloin the property of the citizens of other states. They have encouraged and assisted thousands of our slaves to leave their homes. And those who have remained have been incited by emissaries, books, and pictures to servile insurrection. Other Confederate states would craft similar documents. The Civil War to end slavery would begin in Charleston, South Carolina the following April. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1919. That was the day that Red Scare deportations began. 249 radicals, including anarcho-feminist Emma Goldman, were packed onto the USS Buford and deported to Russia. The year of 1919 had seen massive social convulsions. The Seattle General Strike had kicked off the year. It was followed by coal strikes and steel strikes, bombings and race riots. There were increasing fears of communist ideas and influences in the wake of the Bolshevik Revolution. These events touched off a draconian response by the U.S. federal government. Together with the young J. Edgar Hoover, Attorney General A. Mitchell Palmer conducted mass raids and arrests of more than a thousand suspected working-class radicals. The Department of Labor agreed that proclaimed membership in the Union of Russian Workers was a deportable offense. The ship set sail and docked in Finland, where trains transported the deportees into the Soviet Union. The vast majority of those deported had no criminal records and had never participated in any acts of terrorism. They were expelled for speaking out about their political opinions. According to Regan Schmidt, author of Red Scare, FBI, and the Origins of Anti-Communism in the United States, employers' associations fueled the anti-radical climate. They were engaged in an intense open-shop counterattack against post-war organizing campaigns and strike activity. The main goal was to discredit unions as subversive, bolshevistic, and alien to basic American values. Donning the name The American Plan, closed shops were referred to as Sovietism in disguise, and propaganda campaigns were waged to ensure blacklists, internal union dissension, yellow dog contracts, and strike breaking. I'm Rick Smith, 
And this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 2008. That was the day that Walmart stores agreed to settle 63 wage and hour lawsuits across 42 states for at least $352 million and possibly as much as $640 million. Walmart and Sam's Clubs were accused of failing to pay overtime, requiring workers to work off the clock, erasing hours from time cards, and preventing workers from taking meal and rest breaks as guaranteed by state law. The lawsuits involved hundreds of thousands of then current and former employees. You'd think they would have learned their lesson after having to shell out that amount of money. In fact, they have had to settle at least seven more class action wage in our lawsuits and remain a defendant in dozens more. By 2012, Walmart had settled at least nine Equal Employment Opportunity Commission cases related to disability, gender, racial and religious discrimination in hiring and and sexual harassment. Egregious labor violations have persisted throughout their stores. Systematic wage theft, health and safety dangers, and abusive conditions on the job have continued for years. Chronic short staffing creates unsafe working conditions. In 2012 alone, they were repeatedly cited and fined by OSHA for serious violations such as blocked emergency exits, lack of safety procedures for control of power hazards, and other problems. Employees who worked with our Walmart organizers often found they were targeted with threats, reduction in hours, and terminations. More recently, Walmart has had to settle a discrimination suit over health insurance benefits for same-sex spouses. The high cost of labor violations and the low wages at Walmart cost taxpayers on average $6.2 billion a year in public assistance for many of their workers. Okay, it's about time for us to get out of here. Flat black plastic, but before that, a few words of caution by Willie Dixon. Hope everyone out there has a happy holiday. See you next week for our final show on Mutiny. Yes, sirree. Mutiny is closing down the storefront itself. So some of us are moving over to Radio Valencia, so we'll still be able to talk to you from there. Stay tuned now for Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker.
without a pattern. Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep Mission. Every Monday at six p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Then Mo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free 
two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live <laughs> 278 21st street come down be in the audience dog friendly dog fr- we are mutiny radio is absolutely dog friendly Ooh, a dog party ain't no party like a dog party <laughs> dog party at mutiny radio Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. And Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D. Fap. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 Acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco. I was... Cadillac with the white and I'm starting to do some things. 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 I
Henry, yeah, Charlie here. Yeah, I have a report here, Henry, from your, um, your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Captain Curls up in the head, Mutiny Radio Festival, Ahoy! Ah, very good, ah, very good, Legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's 